1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. You're listening to the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast, where when you can't be in the outdoors, we bring it to you. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast. We are doing this one a little different, and we'll get into the to the specifics of that uh, in just a second. But welcome for, to the show. If you are just now finding us, we are thrilled to have you here. My name is Walt. His name is Chase. And each week, we bring you a podcast with one simple goal, and that is to motivate you to get outside and do more. And today's podcast uh, is going to hopefully do that. We're testing something out. We've been kind of ro- slowly rolling this out. Uh, the past couple of weeks where we've been doing video podcasts that are going to start getting posted to the YouTube channel and you guys get to either watch the format or you can uh, listen to the format or you can do both if you wanted to. And what this gives us the ability to do is talk about products, talk about videos, talk about those kind of things, and then you can actually see it. So I'm excited about this. We're going to have guests show up, do all kinds of fun things. Uh, this one, we are streaming live on Instagram uh, to bring you guys the ability to interact with us specifically, which I think is going to be um, a fun thing because maybe if this goes well, we're going to roll these out on like a once a month basis where me and Chase get on here, kind of BS with you guys and have a good time, uh, doing it. So, uh, before we get to that, we need to talk about a little bit of business. We have partnered with two amazing Turkey call companies to do a spring giveaway that we're going to be doing at the end of this month, March 1st, we're going to draw the winner and, uh, we're going to be giving away a two tiered present present giveaway we're gonna do a two-tiered giveaway and tier one is gonna win a stevens 301 20 gauge shotgun and they're gonna win a prize package from lifeford custom calls now i don't have for this video lifeford's custom call specifically this is my personal call that he made me and i think it's fantastic and next week he and i are going to do a live podcast and we will talk all about it you guys will get to see everything that he's offering but just phenomenal turkey calls i've got a couple here by honeycomb custom which will be our tier two giveaway we're going to give away uh two pot calls from honeycomb custom this is an aluminum here that he has over with it's a cherry it's got this real cool feature up here a lot of his calls are from like rough cut hewn lumber i don't know if you ever saw that chase it's like really like unique you get to see like the texture in the side Mm -hmm. um awesome awesome calls we are thrilled to give that away end of this month to our patreon subscribers guys if you would like to support the show help us do more with this podcast check us out at patreon.com we give away free hats we give away free stickers we do you get discount prices on on merch and t-shirts as we roll those out we've got some cool ones coming and you can also get added to our marco polo group and our discord group which are just two more ways to interact with a highly highly concentrated group of guys that have awesome skill sets so huge huge shout out to lifeford custom calls 
and Honeycomb Custom Calls, go give them some love because they're helping us bring you guys more content, more value, and uh, they're awesome guys. I've gotten to know both of them individually, and uh, I have a blast. So with that, Chase, dude, what's up in your world, man? (laughs) Well, today, oddly enough, I went and pulled about eight trail cameras that I've had out since early December. Uh, they've been sitting since early December. I have not checked the SD cards on them yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to get out there basically to see what battery life was like on all of the cameras. Uh, they All of them had taken uh, quite a few pictures. So I'm looking forward to checking those uh, trail cams for next year. I mean, everybody knows when you let your camera soak, it's more of a uh, Intel for the next season. And I really enjoy running trail cameras. Uh, that's one of my things. Uh, I like to go back and look at the past history uh, on my trail cams and yeah. try to see if I can figure out a pattern on certain deer. Uh, there always seems to be new deer that kind of show up towards the end of the season for me anyways. Um, and I'm just trying to see if that pattern's gonna has continued from the year prior to this year and uh, maybe for next year. Uh, I also... On the way home, uh, a deer ran into my truck on the oh, way God. home. I saw a bunch of deer while I was out getting the trail cams. Uh, all of them still had their antlers. All the ones that I saw, the bucks that I saw, uh, they still had their antlers. They hadn't dropped yet. I've seen a few on trail cam that have dropped like one side so far. But luckily enough, it hit my back tire. <laughs> and the deer, it kind of just stunned the deer for a second and ended up running off. So I don't even know what happened to the deer. Uh, it was one of those things where I'm just driving all of a sudden, it just boom, hit your peripheral real quick. Uh, and I was like, ah, I just had, just put a, a new motor in my truck and I'm here. I am going, Oh gosh, now I'm going to have to get body work done to my truck. And luckily enough, it had hit the tire and, uh, didn't do any damage to the truck. So Uh, that's what, uh, that's what's going on as far as, uh, hunting wise. Uh, I'm trying to kind of get ramped up for Turkey season. Uh, I did buy some cheap, uh, Hey Chase real quick, hop on, uh, hop on Instagram so that they can hear you too. Okay. I sent sent you an invite. All right. I did buy some, uh, cheap loads to, uh, get my Turkey gun sighted in (laughs) because I don't want to be shooting, uh, $8 rounds to sight it in. So I did buy some cheap loads. Uh, for that well that so i'm hoping so, to get that taken care of and then soon is, it'll be turkey scouting is that the one you bought last year like at the tail end of the season hold on let me turn this down what's that the the shotgun no i i've i had the shotgun um i put a red dot sight on it okay and then in preparation for this last hunt i tried to side in some different ammo with it and it didn't work and it's off again so (laughs) back to square one on getting it sided back in well well i i had a similar experience last year so my maverick 88 uh like shot historically low in all of the 2020 season i just aimed really high (laughs) and it it got it to work but i bought some shims for my Maverick 88. And so for anybody who's wondering right now, if you have a Mossberg 500, a 535 and a Maverick 88, uh, the parts are darn near interchangeable with the exception of the barrel with the 535 and the, and the other two, but they make a shim kit 
that goes on all of those. And I think the 835 as well. Um, and my point of impact was like stupid low. And so I put in the eighth inch shim and it brought that thing up to like dead on accurate. I'm actually considering taking the, uh, the fiber optic off there as well. And just using the bead. I don't, have you ever had any issue like missing with the bead? No, yeah. uh, not on, not on that gun. Uh, I just, it was just something that I wanted to try, uh, last season. Um, I did shoot a bird with it about 38, 40 yards, uh, with that gun. Mm. But, uh, it was just something I wanted to try. I'd always wanted to try is a red dot. I never had any issues with that gun. I was actually trying to put it on a different gun and it turned out that, um, the, I guess where you put the, um, mounts or whatever for the red dot, the Picatinny rail, it's, it wasn't made of metal. I got you. So they, they wouldn't tap it for me. The guy's like, it's just going to end up coming out. And so I, I just put it on a different gun. Well, we've got, we've got Brett and Cole Fleeman causing all kinds of problems in the Instagram group (laughs) 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 on the Instagram live. That's, that's awesome. Well, (laughs) man, we got a huge group in here today, man. There's a pile of people pulling in here. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So what, so I guess we'll open this up to you guys. Uh, let us know where you're tuning in from. We'll have you on there. Uh, so many things I want to say here, say them, Adrian, say them, I'll screenshot them, send them to your employer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. That's awesome, dude. Well, Turkey season, uh, we're going to have Ray on next week. I think he just, uh, jumped on. I think I just saw that, uh, Ray Martin, uh, go follow him. If you haven't guy just gets it done in florida uh non-stop and some of the the like places you don't think about like getting it done with deer and turkey he just he hammers them so we're i gotta follow up with him on uh tomorrow uh, next week's dates but uh you know turkey season's getting here man like it's rapidly approaching you know the deer season for me wound down uh like the third week of january and i've been sitting here like oh i've got all this time i've got all this time and I started an accounting business and a lot of people don't know that, but I started a tax business, uh, trying to, you know, get my own self-employment thing going. And, uh, (laughs) a month of what I thought was going to be good prep. Uh, now I am busy doing tax returns every day and bookkeeping and hopefully building for the future, but there's not going to be a whole lot of deer prep (laughs) postseason deer (laughs) prep happening, uh, for me, which is a good thing. It seems like though, it'd be harder to turkey hunt for tax prep unless you're just doing big businesses and stuff like that. I mean, that's kind of the, 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 the direction I want to go with it. So my, my emphasis is personal tax return and small business tax returns. So my business for anybody who's interested, who's listening is Maverick accounting solutions. It's on Facebook. You can find it pretty easy or Maverick, uh, taxhelp.com. Um, but my, my passion is for small businesses. I helped my mom with her rental business as she got it up and going. And I saw like a lot of the issues that she was facing and I, f- it occurred to me that there's probably a lot of other people who are facing similar issues. And especially in those early years, it's difficult finding people who are willing to help you because sometimes it's more work than the money's worth it to them. once they hit a certain size of their, their firm. Uh, so my, my hope on this is that my previous experience as a tax accountant uh, fresh out of college was no one wanted to talk about taxes before 10 a.m. So I'm banking on the fact that when I do go self-employed, if it ever comes to that, if I go self-employed fully, that I'll have till 10 a.m. seven days a week 
and I won't have evening hunts anymore, but maybe during tax season, you know, I get to hunt more because I've got those mornings. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I yeah, can tell you yeah. right now, when I was at the tax firm, you couldn't get somebody to pick up the phone at 10 a.m. So <laughs> it worked maybe out. They were all hunters. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they were. And you're working out. I noticed <laughs> big, hazy, and ridiculous. We got Brett Mashburn in here, Marco Poland to be popping for the rest of the week. I'm going scouting Thursday through Saturday. Oh, man. So when Brett goes scouting, anybody who's wondering, uh, Brett is a uh, scouting fiend this time of year. We had him on the podcast here recently. We talked about that. I'm going to set the over and under chase on 30 sheds. Are you taking the over the under on him in in his postseason scouting? I am going to take the under. The under. Oh, wow. And the only reason I'm going to go under is I don't know if the area is going to be burned this year seemed like he did a lot of damage after a burn so if he can give us some input on here if those areas certain areas are going to be burned this year potentially take the over but if they're not i'm going to take the under that makes sense yeah that's that's good logic i didn't think about that because you're right he 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 was scouting a bunch of fresh burns and that makes it easy good news is they're burning a bunch of areas over here near me that i turkey hunt and they were areas that i think if they hadn't burned them soon you would have maybe lost a little bit of the ability to hunt it just because we're getting a little too thick. Right. Um, right. I need to go out there and walk them and <laughs> see if I can't find some sheds. Cause I never find sheds in Florida, man. Yeah. I find them here and there and it's usually luck just happened to either step on one or look down on the ground and uh, there's a shed and it's normally the years prior shed. Um, I have gone the one year I did kind of devote time to shed hunting and I found several spike sheds. I found a three-point side, uh, but I put in a lot of hours for not a lot of uh, return, and I just figured my shed hunting would be me stumbling upon sheds uh, more than anything. Didn't you find the world's tiniest shed one time, too? Like it was like a button buck shed? (sighs) No, I didn't find a button buck shed, but I did find a real small spike shed uh, in just this random area, too. It it was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, I found a sh- I found several this year just walking around in the woods uh, during the season. <laughs> Brett says he's found them all. Guys, if you're if you're joining <laughs> us on Instagram, drop some comments and some questions or topics you'd like us to discuss, and Chase and I'll break them down for you guys. Um, not experts, but I've got opinions on almost everything. Eagles fan, nineteen ninety, what's up? Oh, Evan Masters, is that who's that? Tyler, he's uh, works okay. with me. Gotcha. So he's a millennial that's an Eagles fan, I guess. So we can work with that. Tim McCarty, what's up? Ray Martin, thanks for joining us, buddy. Anthony, thanks for joining us. Man, man, we just we added like six followers there in a row. That's awesome. Uh, Evan Mesters says that he'll adjust. <laughs> I'll baby your shims. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, who's that? Eagles fan. He says, hey, Tyler says, hey. hey. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it, man. Turkey season, my deer season did not go as according to plan. You predicted that with your bold predictions. You knew that I was going to struggle this year, and I don't know if it was like a vain hope that I would get out more than I did. Um, but you know, I had a good time. I had a good season. But I have got this pent up energy going into turkey season that I just can't put into words. How badly I just want to be out there shooting turkeys. It's 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 going to be like a bloodlust. 
<laughs> I was just looking at okay. yeah, <laughs> Brett. Brett wants to know, Chase, who would you not take on a deer drive this upcoming season? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hoping that they all have experience now. Maybe, maybe experience is the best teacher. Yeah. We'll be a little bit better. Although it was good comedy. Uh, it was. <laughs> from my standpoint. Yeah. So I got a kind of a chuckle out of it after that deer uh, pretty much almost linebackered you when it came out of those woods. So <laughs> it did. Yeah. <laughs> so, Wish I have just had my cell phone out for people who are listening to this podcast. They're wondering what we're talking about. The episode that we recorded about that. I haven't dropped yet because the audio is not terrific and I've been trying to like baby it. So brief overview, chase comes up for the Patreon hunt. Uh, for anybody who know who, who doesn't know this, we host a Patreon hunt once a year. It's a deer hunt uh, starting this past year. It was a roaring success and chase came up, um, scouted for like a half day and ends up getting on this beautiful deer shoots it um can't recover it because it's got shot or not can't recover it, but we decided to back out because it was it was a little far back and chase myself and about five other gentlemen go after this deer and basically corralled around this area that we knew the deer was in and i saw it and unfortunately brett had disappeared from my eyesight and I had, you know, I'm not going to shoot into brush where I don't know where Brett is, but I see the deer he's walking. I had a clear shot about the time the deer leaves the, uh, the area where I can get a shot out, out pops Brett, you know? Um, and I made the fatal mistake of getting just inching further and further in when in reality, maybe Brett should have gone in there and kind of busted the deer out towards me. And that Joker blew out for me like 20 feet away and almost just, just crushed me. As it ran yeah. up the hill, <laughs> I thought Ron was going to shoot me. <laughs> yeah, he pretty much did. So yeah, yeah. Luckily, we recovered the deer <laughs> the next day. Uh, I had my good uh, bloodhounds uh, with me uh, on that trip, as uh, Brandon's referring to That's on right. here. So a group of us, and uh, five hours, six hours later, or whatever it was, uh, we we got the deer. Yeah, yeah. No, that was. I'm glad you got the deer. It was a beautiful deer too. It was a nice one. It was what, like 93 inches or something like that you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was around 90, 91 inches, yeah. I think. That's uh, what it scored out to. So I'm fixing to start working on the European for it. Uh, I've got an idea for the European. I'm not going to white uh, skull it. Okay. I, I'm thinking I'm going to, and I talked to Brandon about this. Uh, I'm going to paint it black. And then I'm going to have the chase and tail CT on the center of the skull to kind of <laughs> for, for that hunt. So to be yeah. always a memory uh, of that, of the Patreon hunt. So that's my goal with it is uh, to do something creative with it. That so when I walk into killer. my, my uh, wall of fame room that I got, I'll be able to look at that and it'll always be like, yep, that was the uh, Patreon hunt. And just all the memories from that. There was, there's a ton of memories from that deer. So uh, a lot of uh, good memories uh, from that deer and just being able to hang out with everybody uh, on that Patreon hunt and everybody being involved. And uh, I don't think I wouldn't have found that deer had everybody not been there. So uh, I was really uh, appreciative of that and the ones that stuck it out and uh, helped me end up finding the deer. So that, that was great. And I, like I said, I've got I don't know how many 90 inch deer <laughs> that I have from Florida, but I figured, well, it'll stick out if I do that with the uh, uh -huh. skull. You know, I, I'm going to talk about this a little bit. I was thinking about not because it'd be redundant, but we haven't dropped that episode yet. That deer camp was freaking awesome, man. I, I don't know about you, but like, 
I grew up with deer camp. Deer camp was like the thing. You kill a deer, everybody's around it. You're cleaning the deer. You bloody the guy if he's never been bloodied before, you know, if it's first deer. And, you know, there's drinks going around and everybody's laughing like, oh, you almost missed him or something. You know, there's always some good story. And I missed that camaraderie. But that group, we had like 20, 21 dudes who had never met each other before all descend on one WMA for four days. We had a big meal. We had a good time, dude. I swear it was nonstop laughter. I thought they were going to, I really thought <laughs> that first night or that Friday night, they were going to kick us out of the camp because we were making so much noise. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it was great. Uh, like I said, we got to meet a lot of the guys. We see quite a few of those on the Marco Polo group that we got, uh, which is always uh, interesting. And just to, uh, Meet those guys, like I said, and some of them uh, in person. Uh, they're probably more enthusiastic in person, maybe than they come out on Marco Polo or whatever. Uh, yeah. That was good to see. It was good to meet them all. Uh, good to hear all of the deer stories. I mean, because when you get everybody together, everybody's got deer stories that they yeah. tell. And I got to listen to a ton of different uh, deer stories, uh, get to find out what's going on in everybody's season, kind of on a person to person basis. And uh, I, I had a lot of fun with that for sure. And it was, oh, yeah. that was probably the, I mean, I've had some deer camp uh, with some people before, uh, just not to that level. And I didn't grow up hunting as everybody knows. So mm -hmm. I, I didn't experience any of that as a kid. I didn't start hunting until I think I was 22, no, 23, probably 22, 23. Mm. I actually started deer hunting around that age. I know I still look 22, 23, but um <laughs> Uh, that that's when I started hunting. So I didn't, yeah. I didn't get into that as a kid. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. And, and a pile of deer died. Like, so not everybody hunted, um, the same place. A lot of people spread out to a bunch of different WMAs, but I think like, was it six or seven deer died? <sighs> I think it was more around five, four or okay. five, maybe Ben shot one chicken buck shot two chicken buck Split shot shot, shot okay i'm i'm not thinking about the does i'm yeah, thinking about yeah, bucks yeah, 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 i think yeah, there was yeah. like four bucks and two does maybe I think that's about right yeah six deer six yeah. deer total um and parker missed one uh giant florida buck so <laughs> could potentially could have been seven <laughs> yeah 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 and i had a, i had a really nice eight point run in front of me and i just couldn't get a shot it was cool man there was a lot of deer scene chuck flew down from pa oh, yeah. and he immediately got on deer i mean it was it was a good time it was you and know saw a bunch of does he did. He did. And hopefully we'll be back here soon. Soon. Walt good luck turn tax season. I fully expect two turkeys down. Hope you get one before chase. <laughs> <laughs> if, if there's ever something uh, I can get done before chase, it's a tax return probably. And, and maybe killing a turkey. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even concede that guys. <laughs> he says, maybe. <laughs> I mean, turkeys, like I said, yeah. turkeys be a hit or miss. I either go out and shoot two on the first within the first, whatever two days yeah. of the season or I struggle bust it and end up killing one and maybe killing one at the end of the season. Um, yeah. For me. Yeah. So it's hit or miss. It is. Turkey's turkey got to be willing to die. I mean, maybe that's a good topic for us to talk about is maybe some of these guys, you know, the, the Patreon group is comprised primarily of deer hunters. We've introduced several new guys to, uh, turkey hunting, Ron, Brett, um, Ben, I think isn't much of a turkey hunter. He's getting involved and so what if we like hit like a high level overview? Cause no one's, no one's jumped, dropped any like killer questions yet. So if you guys have a question, um, 
like drop a question below if you've got one we will gladly uh we'll, we'll talk about it but uh chase you know what it if the birds don't want to play, go get breakfast. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a great jumping off point because realistically, my favorite thing to say is a turkey's got to be willing to die. And it, it, you do not have to be a good caller or a good turkey hunter. If you have a turkey who's determined to go find that hen and he's just in that mood, you can dang near do everything to mess it up and still kill that bird sometimes. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. I mean, you can tell sometimes on like how fire a bird, up, how fired up a bird is especially when they're gobbling at pretty much every noise Mm -hmm. in the woods, whatever it is, car door slamming, uh, somebody hammering away, uh, whatever, any, anything in the woods. I mean, hawk, uh, peacock, whatever. I mean, whatever they're like firing off like crazy like that. uh, And they're super hot, but generally though, it seems like the ones that are willing to die are coming in quick. So Mm -hmm. as soon, as soon as they hear that hen call, no matter what hen call you give them, like they're right on top of you within whatever, 30 seconds, a minute. And yeah. it, it just happens like super quick like that. The ones that are like really willing to die. Other ones you may have to work for a while, probably because they have some hens. The hens are kind of, they've kind of meandered off. Uh, but there are definitely some birds that at times are definitely ready for that uh, kamikaze mission. So to oh, speak. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've got mine on the wall right here. I killed it three twenty three twenty. I had a little plaque made for it and everything. And that bird when i look back on it i did absolutely everything wrong <laughs> i'm like across the board wrong first off i had my my diaphragm call upside down so i was squawking in the words of tom uh, colonel tom <laughs> kelly i was squawking like a crow raping a raping a or a hawk raping a turkey or whatever anyways i butchered that but squawking terribly i got the call upside down making all kinds of terrible noise the sun's already up he's still on the roost and i'm still like creeping in closer because on every podcast i've ever heard it's like get inside his bubble get inside his bubble you know like get as close as you can and i'm like way too close to this bird the bird should have seen me there was like this little wall of brush that i think kept me obscured um and that bird flew down i heard him fly down he walked right to me stepped through that little brush pile and obviously i shot him at 25 yards but like that's a, a quintessential example of that bird was just ready to die. It was his day. He had decided he was fired up and I did everything wrong besides move. And I had a tree, my backdrop chase wide open understory. I'm my back is to a tree like this big. So like my silhouette is like sitting right there in the open. I should oh, have yeah. never killed that bird ever. But you did. I bet so, I did. I did. But you did. Looks like we got a couple of questions. We do. Yeah. Do you bow hunt turkeys or shotgun and why? Chase, why don't you start us off on that one? A shotgun, uh, 100%. <laughs> uh, I just, like uh, we've heard people come on the podcast and say, I've said it. Uh, I just feel like the shotgun is made for the turkey. Um, I don't, I, and I've kind of floated around the idea every now and then of taking a bow. Uh, but a lot of, uh, sometimes it just seems like they're even hard to kill with a shotgun, uh, mm-hmm. much less a bow getting drawn back on them. I mean, maybe if I had a ground blind set up or something like that, but I mean, to me, there's just something about hearing, uh, that gun go off and the Turkey flopping all over the place as opposed to shooting it with a bow and then it run off and you have to maybe make a recovery on it. I, and I do understand that they have the um what are those heads the ones that decapitate the turkeys yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, those heads too um god what are those things called uh, i can't remember what they're called right the second but uh yeah i just enjoy using the shotgun mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I, my turkey hunting mentor, I was asking him, you know, I'm getting all fired up. He gives me a copy of Tom Kelly's uh, The 10th Legion, best book ever written, period, end of story. It's just amazing. In fact, I read that book before turkey season, and the book had me so fired up for turkey season, it was all over. Um, but I'm asking him, I'm like, you know, hey, you know, I'm thinking about trying my bow this year. I'm going to do this. And he just looked at me and, and Clay never fights you for an idea. He's a lot like you, unless it's a terrible idea, he's going to be like, yeah, go for it. Like have fun with it. Right. And he right. looks me dead in the eye and he goes, some things are meant to be shot in the face with a shotgun. That's a Turkey. <laughs> I was like, right. okay, all right. He's like, keep your archery to deer hunting. And I can tell you right now, guillotine. I have yeah. Guillotine. There you guillotine go. Gobbler, Ray Martin. It's <laughs> <laughs> I, I have never once thought, dang this would be fun with the bow afterwards like i just it's just too much fun especially toting the camera which is something i do you know i'm not right. i'm not fooling with that you know yeah yeah unless it was a perfect setup yeah like a ground blind when you said a yeah. ground blind i thought okay maybe then and maybe with a guillotine because i also don't want to go chasing them it's either going to be a completely dead bird or not right. you know yeah all right we got another yeah. question here here's a question for you walton chase what's your favorite wild turkey recipe Besides fried, <laughs> besides fried turkey, yeah. Um, I, I have done turkey a different way. Uh, I have cooked uh, turkey uh, in like the the cream of mushroom mm. uh, stuff, and that was really good. Um, like as a pasta dish, or like a uh, kind of. It's more. It's like cream of mushroom. Um, like the Campbell's cream of mushroom. You put the turkey in there. You cook it in the cream of mushroom, and you put it over rice, whatever yeah. vegetable you got. And, uh, you kind of got that as your gravy or whatever. You just kind of got to be careful uh, not to uh, overcook it. You kind of got to sure. watch the the temperature and everything to where it, it stays moist. Mm. Uh, but I mean, it's hard to beat uh, fried turkey to me. When I shot my first turkey, we went and got panko breadcrumbs, buttermilk, and we fried it. And it was Parmesan panko uh, breadcrumbs and we fried it and the my wife's face lit up like i told her i was buying her a new car you i wish <laughs> i wish i could have dom, dom, like she her she started eating it and she goes i, yeah, I need you to kill more turkeys and i was like <laughs> 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 you've never said that about fishing you've never said that about deer hunting i will gladly right. take you up on the offer to turkey hunt more so uh that's kind of our go-to man is breadcrumbs parmesan breadcrumbs fry it um you can even oven roast it we did that with like a little convection oven deal and that was delicious mm -hmm. um but i guess if you're asking me for like one outside of that we make um like carnita tacos out of the the legs put them in a slow okay. cooker with a bunch of uh italian dressing uh pepperoncinis and you just let it simmer down break down all that tissue and then all the meat just like pulls right off it's mm -hmm. delicious that way it's it's a okay. it's it's really really good so i I'd, I'd recommend that to people um i don't know maybe we'll do a video on that dude because i got a bunch of those in there that need to get cooked so maybe we'll do a video yeah it'd be a good one all right let's see here Brett Mashburn. Oh, first off, Ray Martin says Cajun seasoned and wrapped in bacon and barbecued. Okay. Yeah. You can't go wrong with bacon with anything. So or barbecue or something. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Andy Taxidermy. Uh, shout out to Andy. Good guy. Really good guy. Um, average taxidermist, but a very good guy. Uh, <laughs> no, he did a great job on my dear last year. Uh, yeah, he's a good, good guy. I'm just giving him hell. Uh, Brett, if you could give out one tip for a turkey hunter, what would that be? <laughs> uh there is no one way to kill a bird so to me i throw the kitchen sink at them so I, and i'm not somebody that i'm not 
as patient turkey hunting, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> so I'm not the kind that's going to sit there all day and wait mm. in an area. So I've been known to belly grawl hundreds of yards uh, for turkeys. Um, I've sprinted after turkeys. I don't necessarily <laughs> recommend that <laughs> and shot them. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's there's no one way and. Like I said, it, it just depends on the day. I mean, for me, it's like well, one day I'm giving them this and they're fired up as all get out. And the next day they're not even responding to that. So right. just, just kind of keep that in mind. There's, there's no be, one way be to be flexible. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is going to get us off track, but I'll get us back on quickly. Didn't you kill a turkey in like a blue shirt and blue jeans in the middle of a road one time, like standing up? Yes. Yes, with okay. my Jason Tails hat on. Yeah, yeah, the I blue did. Jason Tails. I uh, follow. I was driving during turkey season. I was driving a road, and as I made this corner, I saw a gobbler. He's by himself. It was kind of his strut zone area, anyways. I was yeah. just going to check for tracks in that area to see if he had been strutting along that road because he would always kind of strut there um, mid morning, sometimes in the afternoon. He just happened to be there. He kind of hightails it immediately. Stop the truck. Get out grab my shotgun, make the turn. And I can see him. He's still running away from me. And I just kneel down and I didn't think about it till afterwards. So I have on a black, just solid black shirt. I had the chase and tails, the gray hat, mm -hmm. and the, the blue chase and tails. And I got down kind of like how a catcher is in a stance. Basically. I just got down like that with my gun and he turns around. He just happened to turn around and look at me and he stops and he makes, does a 180 and it starts beelining it straight towards me. And his head is getting wider and wider as it's, as it's coming toward it. I was like, what is this turkey? I was like, there's no way he's going to keep coming. No way he's going to keep coming. And finally, I'm just like, I'm going to have, this is going to have to be a kill on self-defense because I think I finally threw the gun up and shot him like at 10 yards yeah. coming in. And when I was thinking about it, I was like, I was kind of set up like a turkey would be kind of strutting in that area how i had my arms out i had the, the black shirt on it's, it's not mm -hmm. very i would never do that on public land but <laughs> this was on private uh so i don't think i'd ever wear black on public <laughs> land during turkey season <laughs> and a gray hat like it was just i just that's just happened to be what i had on uh at the time and i wasn't worried about any other hunters uh at the time but and there was no calling Zero calling is like I said, almost kind of like whether they do reaping or whatever mm -hmm. type deal where he <laughs> thought someone he's like, all of a sudden he got to where, Oh, who's that in my territory. And, uh, he came, he came a charging for sure. I shot Brett, it in self-defense. Brett says chase is an, is an exception to hunting rules. And that's just like <laughs> the epitome of it right there. Yeah. I, that's true. I think if I had to give somebody a piece of advice, it's fluctuated over the years. I think if you'd asked me this, like the beginning of the end of 2020 season, I would have said one thing, 2021 season, I would have said something else. I think Joey bell in our Patreon group said something that I feel like is real. It, it resonates with me. And that is when you set up on a bird for the first time, you, you strike the bird, you think he's coming and you're trying to set up. You have more time than you think. Time like slows down in that moment. You've got a couple minutes to make a decision. And I think I would advise people to take that time to truly find good cover and try and put something in, in between you and that bird to where he can't see where you are until he's within range. Like take that moment and truly assess the situation because if you make a bad setup or if you rush it, you're not going to kill the bird anyways, most likely. And so 
settle down because it's hard because he's high. He's, you know, he's just, he's just hammering on that roost or hammering coming through the bottom. And it's just echoing. It's really hard to get excited, but take a moment, take a deep breath and make sure you pick a good spot. You've got more time than you think. That's a shout out to Joey. That's an incredible, uh, incredible uh, piece of advice. I think, I think you and I hunt turkeys the same way. If they're not talking or if they're not committed, I'm not a patient. I'm, I'm there to play a game. I'm there to kill a turkey. I want to, I want a certain dynamic. And if he's not playing the game, I'm out anyway. So. Yeah. And that's how I am with turkey hunting. Yeah. I'm not deer hunting turkeys. I can't. For the most part. I can't do it. For the most part. You should have him on a turkey podcast. I don't know who Brett's talking about there. But we're going to have a lot of people on the turkey podcast. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have quite a few. Ray so. Martin, um, grounded, grounded turkey vest is gonna come on the show. We're gonna talk to him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tears it up. Yeah, yeah, guys, if if you got any questions, drop a question below and we we will address it on the podcast. We're for anybody who's just joining us here, we're we're kind of doing a, a semi-live thing where we're gonna jump on Instagram, interact with you guys. If you like this format, if it's interesting to you, then We'll we'll continue to do this pretty pretty routinely. Oh, he says have Joey Bell on the podcast. I've got an idea for Joey Bell on the podcast, and it has a lot to do with today's topic um, on Patreon in the in the Marco Polo group. Chase, that place gets a little too busy for you, so I'll update you. Um, we had the conversation. We have a, a daily question of the day, and the daily question of the day today uh, I, I put forth, which was, what does conservation look like? in 2022 because we have like a lot of different ideas of what conservation is we have you know the north american uh, north american wildlife conservation model which is a huge component to things but in the 20th century it was putting animals back on the landscape and and now that we're in in a different time i i postulated the question what does it look like because i feel like we're in a different era right now um and Joey, who was on the board for Tennessee BHA, he's recently stepped down because he's got an, a, a kid can't put forth the time, really brought forth a lot of really great topics about habitat and how uh, improving the habitat we have, conserving the habitat that we currently have as well, uh, all kind of played into that. And so I think we need to do a podcast on that kind of coming up. And and it doesn't have to just be on conservation because that, that kind of gets, you know, a little dull over a period of time. Right. But uh, I'm thinking turkey, turkey conservation. Uh, maybe we can have him on to talk about Tennessee. I know he's wanting to come to Florida as well. So maybe we can coax him down here to to come shoot one of our many birds. We'll actually, we'll send them down to Ray. We'll send them down to Ray's honey hole <laughs> and let him shoot those birds. Brandon, look at your buddy's picture for cyber scouting. Oh, Ray's still here. I thought he was gone. That's why I said that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Mine's not really uh, updated. Yeah, you're freezing every once in a while, so they may not be able to. It, you may have like a, a connection issue there, but anything to look for 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 cyber scouting okay chase this is an interesting topic you don't believe really in cyber scouting very much we have i don't don't, it's not that i don't believe in it Uh, i think that there is a place for cyber scouting Uh, i like to look at i like to cyber scout a lot for property lines okay uh, and any little bit of nuances and stuff uh, that i think i can find uh, I think that a lot of the terrain I hunt is kind of uh, monotonous and a lot of it's the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't spend as much time cyber scouting as everyone else. Uh, I do feel like 
it has helped me on my out-of-state trips okay more than it has helped me in florida that makes sense you know i think i think that prior to spartan forge launching uh shameless plug you guys should check out spartan forge use the promo code uh is it chasing tales 10 for which one spartan forge oh spartan forge I don't know. It might be. I think it is Chasing Tales 10. I think it's Chasing Tales 10. All caps or, or all lowercase. Either way, should get you a discount there. Um, but before before Spartan Forge came out, I feel like I wasted a lot of time with sky, cyber scouting because there just isn't a whole lot you can ascertain from some of these areas. But they've got, and, and I used this to roaring success this year uh, on that December hunt that I went on that got turned into a debacle. But they have the different ma- uh, maps on there. So they've got your like summertime map and then they have a fall map uh, that is mainly used for identifying when agriculture has actually been pulled out of uh, fields so that you can use it for part of your scouting mm-hmm. but excuse me but the big benefit is that trees that lose their leaves start to show different colors and so when i was looking at some of these these huge swamps and i put that that fall filter on there all of a sudden a totally green canopy that was very difficult to, to ascertain what was there all of a sudden you have these pockets of trees that suddenly are like changing colors and you start to see uh, a, a difference in habitat that that runs through there and i was able to identify some really cool pinch points inside the swamp at least i speculated ahead of time and, and as i flip through those layers and i go through that swamp and i flip back and forth and, I, and, I'm, and i'm panning through it was really clear that in all of this monotony there were only a couple spots that actually had a diverse like a change in, in the habitat structure and when i went there and put boots on the ground it was a there was no one there because it didn't look good from both the road and from any other map i'm not going to name names but all of the the mapping softwares that you had you if you didn't have this fall layer you didn't see this but it also didn't look good and when i went in there loaded with deer sign in fact i'm trying to get back up there sometime soon just to put a camera up because i want to see what's using the area because i had uh, a really nice six point come through i had a big eight point come through uh, a couple hours before that it was rutting activity in there bedding activity in there it was remarkable it was the den i was right there where i needed to be um so e-scouting for me, my tip is uh, going to be towards swamps. If you have an area that has a, a monoculture of hardwoods, check out those Spartan Forge apps because you can or maps because you can flop back and forth and sometimes see something that that kind of concentrates your effort before you even get there. Figure to throw <laughs> that out there. It works out. Yeah. But I, I definitely think Ray Martin's got the nail on the head. You definitely look at your buddy's pictures whenever you're cyber scouting. <laughs> uh, it works nine times out of ten. It works 50% of the time. So yeah, well, I, I kind of thought, I kind of thought I'd have more to say, but I really don't, man. You got anything, anything on your chest you want to talk about anything coming down the pipe about the podcast you want to share uh, about the podcast? Uh, maybe some stuff about the website. Yeah. Um, Let's not do a it. lot of people know about our website. We don't, we haven't really advertised it a ton. I don't mm-hmm. believe uh, we do actually have a website. So I'm probably going to start putting up, well, I guess they may know from the shirts, Yep. Uh, the website, but I'm probably going to start maybe doing an article or two uh, from time to time, uh, just on some kind of topics that uh, I've been thinking about recently. And I think, and some of them are going to be Patreon exclusive uh, articles Yep. Um, to, to help our Patreon members out. 
So there's there's a push for Patreon, I guess. <laughs> but and some of them will be for everybody. That's right. Uh, to, to go take a gander at. But that's that's something I've kind of been thinking about recently and, and wanting to work on. Uh, as far as the pot the podcast, like we mentioned, we're just gonna we're gonna keep on rolling, uh doing what we're doing. Uh we're trying to be Florida centric for the most part. We feel like yep. that's our niche, that's where it's at. Uh and it, it's where well, we may incorporate some other stuff from time to time, but I, I think we're going to continue rolling on that train. Yeah. So I, I'm with you on that. I think the podcast format is going to stay probably about the same. I think we're going to see more of these video podcasts because it's really, it, it's nice to be able to like see you, right? Like, and to know when you have something to say, right? Cause I, yeah. domi- I dominate conversations. It is what it is. <laughs> um, but like, you know, Turkey calls, if we wanted to talk about Turkey calls, if we wanted to do a gear dump video, right? You know, what's in our packs? What's our camera setup? All this different stuff. It's easier to convey that here. Um, and it's also great, I think, to bring in a guest uh, and be able to see that guest's face. But uh, touching on the website, I'm looking forward to what you're put, putting out there. We talked about it last night. And I think the ideas you've got are going to be awesome. And it's going to just add one more layer to what we offer. Um, uh, uh, I think it's Jonathan Courtney says, every time I've looked it up, it takes me to a bait shop on the East coast of, of North Carolina. If you spell tails, T-A-L-S, T-A-I-L-S, then that's where it'll take you. If you spell it chasing tails, T-A-L-E-S, it takes you to the website. So chasing tails as in a story, T-A-L-E-S outdoors.com uh, will get you where you need to go. We've got some limited shirts. So uh, shameless plug, uh, we've got one, two, three, four, five of the Hobble Gobble shirts still remaining. It's got the Hobble Gobble, Do You Speak Turkey on the, on the uh, back. It's got the Chasing Tails footprint on the front. And then we've still got some of our Florida Public Land Legends, which is basically the bummed uh, National Forest sign. We kind of made it our own and uh, put a text on there because we believe that some of the baddest hunters come out of the state of Florida. Uh, it is hard to be consistent in Florida. And if you manage to do so, um, we, we feel like you're legendary. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the website's there. We're, we're, we're loving, we're loving the interaction. We're getting there. We're going to push more, more products out there, more content for you guys. One of the things I want to do, and I'll touch on this for the podcast is I want to take, we've got three, four years now of content, years worth of content. I want to start doing some like throwback blogs because some things are easier to talk about written and we've had multiple guests on already to talk about it. And I don't really want to have like a fifth guest on um, just for the sake of, you know, talking about the same thing. And so I want to connect the listener with some of those topics. And so uh, let's say it's how to catch, how to catch or find bucks in, in big beds, right? Let's just say it's something like that. I want to link that for people and put it there so they can go back and listen to those episodes. And I want to tell them what's unique about each of those episodes because each guest brings something unique to the table. So um, I, I'm excited about that. I think it's going to be a good time, man. Yeah. 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 Well, why don't we why don't we kind of wrap this one up here instead of droning on because somebody's going to be listening to this on their way to uh, work tomorrow and I, I don't want to waste their time. But uh, if you guys like this format, if you like the topic and you want to jump on Instagram, maybe we do this a little more. We rely on the feedback from you guys. So let us know what you like, uh, what you don't like. And uh, most importantly, if you get a chance, check out the website, consider uh, supporting the show via Patreon. And uh, until next time, y'all get outside and enjoy the great outdoors. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. 
one of the most legendary shows in the outdoors, is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.